0: This is the Mark Stucheski podcast. Vicki O'Neill helps entrepreneurs and small business owners increase sales by creating videos and integrating videos into the customer journey without buying fancy equipment, hiring new people or increasing budget. She offers done for you video services as well as video coaching services. We got to stop meeting like this. Vicki, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Mark, for having me on your show. I know we've talked to each other more, like literally over Zoom or in video, more in like the last three weeks when we first connected, and we probably will the rest of the year.
0: (laughs) That It's insane. And I was just on her show two days ago. Her show is called the Connect the Dots podcast. I'll link it in the show notes, make a mental note. I should write that down on my piece of paper here. I'll link it in because that was a great conversation because it was all about me. But this this episode is all about video marketing and about Vicky. So, Vicky, we are talking right before I hit record that video is white hot, scalding hot. You can burn yourself it's so hot. But I want to talk about something I see a lot of people do. I want to know your thoughts on this is they'll start a video saying, Hi, I'm John Doe from the XYZ company. Why is that a terrible idea?
1: because nobody cares who you are. (laughs) They want to know what's in it for them. What can you say in those first three to five seconds is actually going to draw them in? So it needs to be, everybody's probably heard of a hook. You have to have a hook, get something that's going to get their attention and then start talking about it. Introduce yourself a little bit farther into the, the video. if People aren't familiar with who you are. And uh, make that part of your process, but definitely don't open your videos with, hi, I'm Vicki (laughs) O'Neill.
0: And the idea is you give them so much value in the video. They go, hmm, now they're going to bump over to your profile. Then they may click your link. And that's the whole point of delivering value to video video, correct?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's looking at how your ideal customers are, um, how your ideal customers are accessing. Solutions to the problems that they're seeking. So if video, how does that fit into that entire customer journey, and then the messaging and the calls to action that you need along that path, depending on where they're spending time. So if I've uploaded a video to YouTube, then what action do I want that person to take? Do I want them to click a link to watch another video? Do I want them to click a link to download a lead magnet? Do I want them to follow me on LinkedIn? Whatever that is. So understanding that customer journey is really, really critical. And you have to plan that out ahead of time before you even click record. So it's I don't to do understand that. that.
0: I don't do that, Vicki. You, you wing it. You I, wing I it. Just, now, I will tell <laughs> you, I can wing it. Because I've been doing it for so long. If you're just starting, you need to plan it out. So what I do, and we're going to talk about this now, is I have a very unique approach to video. So every day I go out and I record one, sometimes two, Instagram Reels. And the reason why I record Instagram Reels, and I pray they don't change this, is you can record the Reel, download it, add the captions, download it without the Instagram watermark. It's really important Then I post the Instagram reels. Then I turn right around and share that video on my Instagram stories. Then I share that same video on TikTok, Snapchat, sometimes LinkedIn, Twitter, Getter, Parler, uh, Trump's Truth Social. I put it everywhere I can. And I think that's really important because you never know where your clients are going to be. But it's always leading with value. You don't have to make a different video for every social media platform. What you need to do is provide value. The other thing I want you to comment on is something I learned from Grant Cardone is sometimes we tend to overthink our videos, especially the stories or the reels. We're trying to aim for perfection where most people aren't even going to see your content. We're not Grant Cardone. We're not Gary Vaynerchuk. We're not Oprah Winfrey. And he says, just create the video and release it and see what happens. So many people are obsessed about perfection, which you can't obtain in life anyway. So two questions for you there. What are your thoughts about the way I approach video? And then give me your thoughts about perfection regarding video.
1: Okay. I love your approach to video. And the reason being is because you are maximizing your time, you're leveraging the different platforms and the capabilities built into those platforms, meaning Snapchat, um, TikTok, Instagram, and maximizing your time and getting as much reach as possible with one video. So it takes understanding the tools and resources available on each one of them where your ideal customers are spending time and then being consistent with what you're doing. And you're really good about that too, Mark. You're very consistent about your video creation and publishing process. I do want to mention the difference, a, a distinction without a difference. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the term, it doesn't sound right now that I'm saying it. But anyway, it's a uh, so short form content or short form video content, which is what you're talking about. Instagram Reels, TikTok, the shorter ones. YouTube shorts as well Mm -hmm. versus like the type of videos that I focus on and help people create is long form video content. So those would be videos for YouTube, your website, your sales pages, things that are going to give you more reach from an SEO perspective and help in a longer term way. So Instagram rails and TikTok are great for really capturing somebody's attention when they're on that platform which is why the call to action is so critical at that moment because the chances of them seeing that video again are slim to none, right? Unless they go to your profile and they're like, Hey, I saw that video for Mark. What was that about? They might go back and rewatch it. Do you want them to share it? Do you want them to like it? You know, how are you going to keep them as part of your network from that short form video long form? You know, if you're uploading it to YouTube, YouTube's owned by Google, so now you've got a double whammy in regards to SEO benefits. So um, I look at the video create, creation content and publishing process from that perspective. I like to focus on that. Um, so I think I answered your first question.
0: Yes. Now, what about the perfection? Now, the perfection, let's put aside the long form video because you should spend more time making your long form videos good. Let's talk about perfection when it comes to the short form videos. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Perfectionism, as you said, does not exist. If it does, it's a moment in time and then something changes and it's gone. So it's easier. And I learned this, I don't know, 10 years ago, it's over time or, you know, just you have to accept it in your mind. And when you're starting anything new is that if you believe perfectionism doesn't exist, it makes everything so much easier. (laughs) Pressing record, hitting publish, engaging with people, asking questions that all of it becomes easier when you realize you don't have to be perfect. In fact, people don't want perfection Mm. because it's not real. They can tell when you're using filters or you've done a ton of editing like every other word. Um, The reason why people like Gary Vaynerchuk so much and Grant Cardone so much and Tony Robbins and Oprah and all those people is because they're real. Yeah. They share emotions. They show experiences. And I think you'd mentioned this on my podcast is about, you know, documenting versus recording. So document your process behind the scenes and all of that and just make it more real. Um, And I think that automatically over time, will get rid of the thought process that you have to be perfect.
0: I, when I first heard Gary talk about document instead of create, I'm like, what, why would I want to do that? And then he, he explained that, let's face it, you can go to Google and find out how to do video better or be a better productivity guy, but you don't hear our stories. And so if I have a challenging day, cause you know, as I'm a daily runner, if I have a challenging day or a great run, I will share that. So I intersperse the content with the documentation. Cause I think people want to know what goes on behind the scenes. I don't have a team. It's just me. My dog is my, my cheerleader my mascot she doesn't really do a lot and i think people are interested i'm certainly interested what does grant do behind the scenes when he's not on stage or what does gary do when he's not on stage that's fascinating because i i know that they didn't become who they are today they were a nobody yesterday now they're somebody they had a long journey and i'm fascinated by following people who are successful where did they come from because everyone comes from no followers, no subscribers, no fans. I mean, if you watch Gary's first YouTube video, it was horrible. Wine, wine library TV. It was horrible. And people need to realize he wasn't as polished as he is now. And he didn't have a team back then. But I think people look at the Gary's, the Grands, the Tony's right now and like, Oh, I want to be with them. Maybe you can be in 10, 15, 20 years, but you can't be that now because you have to put in the reps.
1: Yes, exactly. They are the epitome of the 15 or 20 year overnight success. <laughs> <laughs> and Gary, I've seen his, Gary Vandercheck, his, uh, I've actually been following him since he was on wine library. Wow. Um, I was more fascinated by the concept that he was selling wine online. <laughs> that was my fascination with him. I'm like, I got to follow this guy. I want to see what he's doing. I want to see if people are really like going to buy this from him and how this whole process works. So for me, it was just more of a fascination with him. And, and to be honest with you, I don't even remember how he came across in his video. And the reason being is because I was focused more on what it was that he
0: was providing.
1: So You definitely had more hair
0: in those first videos.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I only know that from seeing videos and and going back. At the time, I didn't think anything of it, but I think there's a lot of value in that and and paying attention to that for everyone who's listening is that it's not necessarily that they're paying attention to you and what you're doing, which is what everybody gets hooked. They get stuck on their appearance or their voice or how it's coming across. But if you focus on the value that you're getting or what you're doing to serve your audience, that's really what they're paying attention to, which is why you need to be more you. That's more relatable than it is just being a drone.
0: (laughs) A little tidbit that I want to give the listener that you notice when I record my reels, I download it twice, one without the captions, one with. Do not put a video with Instagram captions on TikTok. The video won't go anywhere. They will see that and they will go, oh, you're using Instagram's captions and we're not going to spread it. So what you do is you download the one without the Instagram captions, put that on Instagram, use their captions, which are not as good as Instagram's because it's a Chinese company. I'm just saying they misspell words. It was funny. I, I I referenced Gary Vaynerchuk and it said, Jerry Hammer Chuck, like Chuck roast. I'm like, what? I mean, Instagram got it right because obviously you probably put that into the captions who Gary Vaynerchuk is. I just thought that was hysterical.
1: Yeah, that's now, right. wanna... but the same is true though with the opposite. So downloading a TikTok video with the logo still on it and uploading it to Instagram Reels, I've got proof that that does not work at all.
0: (laughs) That's why the only, there's only two platforms you can download the video without the watermark, Snapchat and Instagram. But on Instagram, you have to download it before you post it. When you post it, that's where the watermark comes. And if they ever change that, I would just record it on my video, on my phone. And I just upload the video there. There's a ways to get around it, but don't ever try to put a video. I see it on LinkedIn all the time. TikTok videos, Instagram videos. Take the watermark off because they see that and the algorithm is going to, is going to squelch the reach. Now, speaking of Instagram, speaking of LinkedIn, I should say, one of the things I, I think LinkedIn is a big mystery to a lot of people. So what I what I've been doing lately when I post videos, I actually write a post, and I put the video because I know some people are going to want to watch the video. Some people are going to want to read the post because if I just put like here's me talking about X Y Z, well, I don't want to I don't want to watch the video. So what are your thoughts about putting videos on LinkedIn?
1: Okay. Two thoughts. I think that, and I've heard this from different people with different backgrounds, different number of followers, that video right now just doesn't seem to be a high priority for LinkedIn in regards to me. Okay. No, it's not just you. It's, it's mine. It's other people's. Okay. There are a few people that I've seen where their videos do really well. But here's the thing. And one of them's Chris Walker. I mentioned him because he's a phenomenal marketer. He's a phenomenal business person. Um, so anyone listening to this, look for Chris Walker. I think he's got like over 40,000 um, followers now. And that's like in the last two years that I've been following him, but he does an excellent job of doing a video and he does it consistently. It's almost seven days a week. It might be five days a week, but he doesn't stop there. So his video has captions. And then in his post, he's very detailed about what he's talking about. So if you don't want to watch the video, you can get the same content from his post. Um, Or if you want to watch the video, then you can do that too. And he's doing like 90 second videos all the way up to I've seen them close to 10 minutes, which is the max for LinkedIn. But just his approach for his video strategy and just what he does for branding purposes is phenomenal. So yeah, he's doing so I see his videos a lot, but I like them. I, I engage with his content as well. So I think that might be why I see it all the time. But he gets like a lot of engagement on his posts. And he claims that he gets a lot of business from LinkedIn, too. So there's got to be something there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I've noticed that that videos don't seem to do as well. Right now on LinkedIn, LinkedIn newsletters are scorching hot. I mean, that, I mean, I've gone to newsletters like four days a week because I get so much reach and now because the only difference between articles and newsletters is now you can subscribe to someone's newsletter and they can ring your bell and they get notified and all this good stuff. It, it'll pass. Everything is new. They give you a lot of love and then the next great thing comes out and they stop doing it. Like There was a time when LinkedIn Live was really hot and I was doing LinkedIn Live like five, six days a week in the beginning lots of reads and all of a sudden it quickly dropped off Mm -hmm. that happens on every platform whenever they introduce a new topic or a new feature they give a lot of love matter of fact i'll never forget the first time i did an instagram reel it was really stupid i go well this is my first instagram reel i'm entering the the arena of instagram reels i got like a Boatload of views. I'm like, oh my gosh, what a wasted opportunity because my second one got hardly any. And I'm like, (laughs) so if you've never done an Instagram reel, you get a lot of love the first one. So plan accordingly. (laughs) Don't do something stupid (laughs) like I did. So let's talk about long form video. I'll be honest with you. I was trying to do this thing of repurposing. I would record a video and I would put the video on YouTube. I would scrape the audio off, make a podcast, take the transcript, make a blog post. I could not get more than one view on my not my YouTube shorts, my YouTube long form videos. And that was me because they say once you release a video, you should you should pin a comment as your first comment. So the view was mine and I I did it for six months. I'm like, this is crazy. Why am I making videos? And literally nobody is watching them. A lot of people listen to podcasts. A lot of people watch the the uh, watch read the blog post. So, t- let's talk about YouTube because I know YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world, but it just is not working for me,
1: yeah. it's um, it's probably the most difficult, at least for me, in trying to get like a bigger reach than if I'm posting something on LinkedIn or Facebook or in, or any of the other social platforms. And I think it's because there's so much going on on YouTube every single day. With uploads, with views and just with the type of content that people see and how YouTube presents additional content, there is a lot that goes into the actual, like not the create, well, including the creation of your video, because with the captions that your text then becomes part of SEO. Mm -hmm. So you really do have to think about your entire video strategy and just what your topic's going to be and like, how you're going to mention the keywords in your video before you press record. And then there's a lot to the thumbnail that you create and then the title of your your video. And you have to think through the user experience, which is actually a good thing. So on LinkedIn, most people are just like, I need to post to use hashtags. I could tag a couple of people or whatever. But on YouTube, it's just a completely different approach to creating content and trying to get people to see your content. And I've watched video after video of people who have been very successful, meaning over 100,000, you know, 500,000 subscribers, and their process for creating a video. And of course, the more niche or niche, depending on how you say that, (laughs) that you can get with your your topics or what you focus on, you're going to have more success. So an example would be like, With just marketing or even digital marketing, there's like thousands, tens of thousands of people who are posting content every single day on those topics. Mm. So how are you going to get people's attention? And it really is all about the attention that you can get within the first 24 hours. But if you go deeper, an example would be like if you are talking about a particular TV show, that might be on Apple TV or Netflix, and that's all your content, you're doing like updates after each episode that you watch or each one is released, then you're going to have a very targeted audience and you're going to get a lot more views and engagement mm-hmm. as long as you follow those criteria for creating your thumbnail and creating your titles. But you're, you're targeting to a very focused audience. So it it really just depends on what it is that you're talking about and how you go about structuring your video and how you, the description and all of that to get the reach that you need.
0: How would you like to get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free? Well, you can. All you have to do is go to top five productivity That's the number five. Top 5 tips.com to get my, well, top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. Well, I know Grant Cardone recently hit two million subscribers on YouTube. He's got a boatload of content out there. Mm-hmm. Now, I will be freely, I will freely admit that having a team makes it really easy. Because <laughs> Grant doesn't yes. put those videos out there. No. Gr- uh Gary doesn't put those videos out there. So when you get to a point, and this is on my, I don't like saying bucket list, I'm not going to kick the bucket, but my life goals list, I can't wait till I can hire a videographer where they would show up when I speak or they would take the video from my Zoom training, whatever, and they would just make all these gorgeous videos. That is where I'm striving for. Now that costs a lot of money because they're not cheap. You get someone who's really good, but they have a team. That's why all their videos have nice captions and stuff like that. But you can tell, if you look at Grant Cardone, you can tell the videos he does, a lot of misspelling, but he's doing them (laughs) in the moment. He's doing them in the moment. Then you could tell the ones his team does. Yeah. So I want people to understand that there's a big difference between if you're a solo entrepreneur or a small entrepreneur and you're doing everything yourself, you, you don't have the time. You probably have the resources, but it's a lot of time to learn whether it's iMovie or Final Cut Pro or any of those other video programs, you have to learn the program. Then you have to learn how to make it look good. And to me, before I got to that point, I would just hire someone to do it because they probably love video a lot more than I, than I do. And I think it's really important. So I only have, 247 subscribers and all those videos views are coming from my shorts, Mm. not my long form videos. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just putting a pause on the long form videos. I mean, I think they're great videos. I mean, great content and you know, it's just me talking on camera, but the audio and the print version of those videos do much better for me.
1: Yeah. And I think it's a great point. Two things. One, hiring a team. And I think that when you get to that point where you can hire somebody, whether it's a VA or a videographer, to actually help offset some of those things that are a time suck or things that you just don't want to do, and they're taking you away from other things, that's when you start to create momentum, right? Because now you've got help and we're not doing everything ourselves. So Grant is able to do that because one, he's been doing it forever, but also he's making a ton of money and he can afford to hire people to do different things, not just the videographer, but someone who can focus in on how do I get the most out of posting a video on YouTube? It's a skill. Like you can't just say, I'm just going to go out there and do it right now. And if somebody (laughs) wants to, and they have a lot of success without getting any type of training, please let me know. And I will like do a video on you. I'll do a podcast (laughs) episode, whatever you want. But I challenge you to do that. It's, you just can't. Um, so I think there's a lot to be said with having a team of people behind you that can actually help you be successful. So right now it's just a matter of, um, and I would encourage you not to stop, <laughs> even though your you know your subscriber numbers low. It takes most people like two years to even hit a thousand subscribers. And 4, well, I'm not
0: stopping. I'm pausing. I'm well don't right now, pause. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, because you're telling the algorithm and the people who rely on you. And this is what I tell people is that just like with any of the other platforms, that when you start, the consistency is important. So just imagine like traditional TV, and I always go back to the Friends episode because I used to love watching Friends. Yeah. But it was on Thursday nights. I think it was eight o'clock or eight thirty. So I loved those nights. And again, this was before you could record, you know, and watch later. <laughs> So you you looked forward to those moments.
0: You know, there's and, some people listening, they're going, there was what? a time you couldn't record? Yeah, I, I was alive when there's no yeah. VCRs. If you didn't <laughs> watch it live, you missed it.
1: You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you just looked forward to those. So you relied on that consistency. And then if they're like, oh, it's going to be two weeks because of the holidays or something, like, no, I want to watch it. (laughs) So now you put that into real life today and people who have subscribed to your channel or, you know, follow you on LinkedIn or whatever, they are looking for that consistency. They have said, I love what Mark shares and he says he's going to show up weekly. So I'm now trusting that he's going to show up weekly. And then when you don't, you're kind of, you know, chipping away at that trust factor because you said you were going to do something. Now, if you want to do a video that's like your welcome video, like, hey, I'm taking some time off, you know, I'll get back to this, you know, I'll reevaluate it. That's what I did with my podcast. Once I hit 100 episodes, I'm like, I need to take a break. I was too much creating content everywhere. And it was just, it was getting to be too much. So my 100th episode was to celebrate, but then also to say, hey, I need to take a break and I'm going to reevaluate this in the first quarter of the following year. So you could do that on YouTube as well. But just think of the people who have already like relied on you. And this doesn't go just to you, Mark. It's the same thing with me. And the reason why I keep consistent um, is because I don't want to like let down my subscribers, essentially, you know, I committed to it. So I just want to continue to follow through with it.
0: Well, let me ask you this. I do post on YouTube shorts every day. So every day that video I record on Instagram reels goes out every day. So I'm still maintaining consistency. I'm just taking a pause on the (laughs) long form video, but I'm still committed every day. It's a real pain in the butt because it takes less than 60 seconds to record the video, Mm -hmm. but then I got to upload it to Instagram. Then I got to (laughs) upload it to Snapchat. Then I got, and it just, it's just got to go. It just takes time. You got to just wait on technology. And I yeah. have gigabit at home. I, I, you know, I'm going to my parents' house in a couple of weeks, and you know, they don't have gigabit, and I'm like, it's going to take even you longer to upload the videos. It's kind of crazy. I could record like 30 videos in the time it takes to upload all these videos.
1: Um, <laughs> you could just record them all now, although you can't do that because then you have to. It's the same process, but it would right. be faster now. Might think right. about doing that ahead of time and then just uploading them. Well, when you I get like to doing the minute, so I don't
0: ever pre-plan my short form videos. Whatever yeah. on my mind, I've talked about sleeping. I've talked about you know documenting instead of creating and gave credit to Gary Vaynerchuk and stuff like that. So I'm just in the moment when I do these things. But you, I want to circle back. to Something you said something a little while ago. I want to make sure people don't miss it. You were talking about attention, mm-hmm. and there's something that has been on my list on my planner for like a week now that I haven't done yet. Full disclosure. And that's why me. So I think everyone who's a solopreneur and entrepreneur should write out, why should someone hire you? Mm-hmm. And you also need to think about that when it comes to your content, like video. Why should someone watch this video? I had a guest on my show a couple of years ago, and they said, there's two questions you should always ask yourself and answer before you create any content, video, podcast, doesn't matter. Who cares? So what? Mm-hmm. And- That's really powerful. Those two questions, two, two word questions, because who cares about this content and so what? And if you stop and think about that, it can only be one person, by the way, if one person cares that you meet the criteria, but you'll be very careful because I know Gary said documents that of create, but you just can't say, well, I woke up this morning and my foot hurt. Then I went to the bathroom and had scrambled eggs. That's not where that's not what he's talking about documenting. Okay. <laughs> that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about, hey, I did a, a podcast with Vicky O'Neill today. We talked about video marketing. It was a great podcast. And I just finished editing. That's okay, that's that's documenting, but it adds value because then people go, Oh, video marketing, I'm interested in video. Oh, it comes out tomorrow. Now it's documenting, but it's also getting people interested in the final product. Big difference. What value is it if I show you I had eggs for breakfast, a, this <laughs> dr- correct?
1: Yeah. I mean, that level, depending on how often you're posting your content or what type of content or what you're your mission is for what you're doing. Now, there are some people who will do that, you know, they like to share like their life in its entirety on social media. So it really is a preference. <laughs> I always tell people like, my life's pretty boring. Like my, <laughs> you know, it's just me and my two cats, my daughters are grown. Um, I don't do a lot. I work a lot. So it's like me sitting at my desk And every once in a while, I get up to feed the cats or play with the cats. (laughs) You know what? That's just not, that's not something that people want to see, but I'll do a video or a picture every once in a while of, you know, something. Um, But I also think that I tend to be more in the moment that I'm in. So when I went and had lunch with my daughter and her boyfriend this past weekend, the first thought of my head is not like, hey, I need to capture this moment. (laughs) For me, it's like, hey, I want to be present with them because I don't get to spend that much time with them. Or the same thing when I had dinner with my other daughter and her boyfriend the week prior to that. So for me, it's a choice, right? Now, I could be documenting that and putting it on social media. But for me, at my age and just kind of what I appreciate, I prefer to be in the moment. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'll get back to your other questions.
0: (laughs) No worries, that's how how the show works.
1: Yeah, I also wanted to touch on, um, and this is something that, is hard for a lot of people to do because there's a lot of influencers out there, whether it's Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone. I love Marie Forleo, Amy Porterfield. All these people have spent all this time figuring out their business, how to make money, create a community, and just keep it moving, right? They continue to serve their community. It's very easy for most people to just go from person to person and just kind of stay stuck in that. I got to follow. I got to do what Gary does. I got to do what Grant does. Here's what Marie's saying to do. It's good to know who those people are, what they do, and to kind of keep your finger on the pulse with what they're doing or any type of new um, strategies or things that they've tested and they are sharing with you. Amy Porter feels really good about that. She likes to try and test a lot of things and she'll share her successes and failures with her community through her podcast. So it's good to know that stuff, but just not to get stuck in that following mindset of always following those people. Know, learn, and then create your own plan for what works for you. So for you, short form video content works best. And that works for you. For me, I prefer to record and train and coach and make it a little bit longer form content. So that's what I focus on. Both are okay. Okay. But it's a matter of us understanding our missions, our goals, our passions, our community, and how to best serve them. And just to make sure that we stay focused on ourselves, right? So we have to make be very mindful of focusing on what we want to accomplish and not get caught up in everybody else.
0: Yeah, you mentioned something about capturing the moment when you're with your daughters and their boyfriends. Mm-hmm. This is not for social media. But my mom suffers from late onset Alzheimer's. I have a lot of still pictures of her. I wish I had more video of her because Mm -hmm. now she doesn't talk anymore. And it's just very sad. So I encourage you to capture the moment with your family video and still pictures. This is not for social media. This is so you have a memory of them. I regret I got a couple 7 or 8 second videos of my mom when before she had Alzheimer's and I treasure those. So, do yourself a favor, if your family's alive, you go to a family picnic, a family gathering, take a lot of video of people because they're not going to be here forever. Yeah. But do not post it on social <laughs> media unless you feel comfortable. I don't post that stuff on social media. Gary doesn't post anything about his wife or kids on social media. Grant on the other hand, total opposite, you do you. But do capture those family moments. And you know, you said something about learning from these people. So I posted a, a Gary. No, yeah, Gary posted something yesterday on LinkedIn and is all about hey, ring my bell so you get notifications for my content. So on LinkedIn, if you're not familiar, they have a new feature now. You can go to someone's profile, you can ring their bell, and whenever they post, you'll get notifications. If you don't do that, LinkedIn will try to figure out what you are interested in and share the content with you. But he posted something; he had a a screenshot of his of is really cool how he did it or his team did, I should say. It's a picture of his of an iPhone and it's got a bell and he's pointing to the bell. So I posted. I said, you know i I follow Gary's content, but I learn. So that gave me an idea of a piece of content I could do create a create a screenshot of my my iPhone and then point to the bell like Gary did and say hey want to see my content you know click the bell so you can learn from these people but i can tell you If I ever got Grant, who's on my list to get on my podcast, or Gary or Tony Robbins, they will say, learn from us, but then don't copy, learn, make it your own and run with it. So many people are trying to be little Gary's or little Grant's or little Tony's or little uh, Oprah's. Don't do that. You need to be yourself.
1: Yeah, completely. It's pay attention to what's going on. They do know what's going on and what's working because they're obviously where they are because something was working for them. Um, so I think it's important to pay attention to that. Just don't get caught up in the minutia of everything that they're doing and not focusing on what you want to accomplish. Before you know it, time will be gone and then what? <laughs> yep.
0: Now, I would be remiss before we wrapped up the show today to ask you about some of the biggest mistakes people make for video. We already talked about a big one. Introducing yourself. We also talked about please have captions on your videos. I heard a stat a couple years ago. 85% of people watch videos without the sound on. Mm-hmm. So those are two, two there. What are some other mistakes you see people make when it comes to video? You can choose long form, short form, or a combination of.
1: Um, I would say the other biggest mistake that people make is editing way too much. So I'm not going to mention the name, but it was somebody. It's somebody who's still on LinkedIn. Um, she's very popular. I was attracted to her videos because she was funny and she was approaching video content from a different angle and. I got to the point where I couldn't watch her videos anymore because it seemed like every other word or every couple of words, it was
0: chopped. And oh, you could tell I that know. there exactly was- Oh, that's what you're talking about, yes. There was
1: a lot of editing and I'm like, I can't handle watching this. It actually, thinking about it, gives me anxiety. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why did you have to edit this so much that you couldn't just put it out there? I think they're there? called
0: cut videos. It, it's a, a styling editing. Ugh. I don't like it Mm-mm. because- it sounds like every breath, every pause is cut out. Yes. I mean, the first time you see it, it's pretty cool. And the second time, not so cool. And by the fourth or fifth time you see it, like it's annoying. <laughs> so yes, I agree with you on that. Because it's she's not a nice, a normal. By the way, she's a really nice person. She was actually on my podcast, but that form for me and apparently for you, it doesn't work. Obviously right. it works for <laughs> a lot of her followers because she has lots of views on her videos.
1: Yes. I think it's also the type of content that she was creating too, which was actually very interesting. And the reason why I was wanting to continue to follow her, but it was just after a while I'm like, I can't deal with this. Mm. (laughs) So I would just say, be careful of the over editing. And if it's something that you want to try, go for it. And if that's what your audience likes, then continue. And if they don't just pay attention to what your audience is actually doing. So I would just say that that's the the third biggest thing that people do is over edit their videos and and not pay attention to what their audience wants.
0: Before I wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? Anything that we didn't get to that you think is important for our audience? You can free to say, nope, I think we covered it all.
1: (laughs) I think the only thing that we should probably talk about, I mean, the whole focus of this conversation was about video marketing. But if you aren't doing video marketing today, consider it because of the impact that it can have, just based on what we were talking about here, whether it's short form, long form, SEO, the reach you can get on all the different social platforms. It's not going away. Um, In fact, more people want to engage with or watch video above and beyond, they want to read a text. So if you're contemplating which one to do, you know, create a 60 minute, you know, short form video or 15 second video just to You know, introduce yourself. You can do that. 15 seconds, that's fine. (laughs) But just pay attention to what you're doing and definitely consider moving forward with some type of video content so people can get to know, like, and trust you. And that's how you can do it the best way if you can't be one-on-one with them.
0: Yeah. People like to see you. If it's your name on the profile, they want to see and hear you. And I've gotten to the point now, Vicki, I don't even use this Filters anymore, I just record the video in the camera and I just post it because I don't think people are gonna ever gonna go, you know the video is great, but I think you should have used the filter. No one thinks like that. I'm not creative that way. I'm not artistic, so I just create the video and I post it now, I know some people'll do all kinds of filters on all these platforms. you do you, I'm happy for you, <laughs> but I don't do filters. I don't to me, it's a waste of my time, and I don't think it's gonna determine my reach. Based on if I do a filter or not. Now, some people, I know they'll do a 15 or a 30-second video, and they'll spend probably an hour editing it. That's Mm -hmm. what you like to do. If that's in your zone of genius, go for it. But for me, I'm not doing it. I'm just not going to do it. It's
1: a great example of just knowing what you like to do, right? Because there are some people who love to like edit videos on their phone, and there's plenty of editing applications that you can do that with or even like in tiktok there's people you can follow that can teach you how to do all those creative and fun Mm -hmm. tiktok videos um so just know what you like to do and hone in on that and then figure out how you can leverage that on the different platforms to create the video content that your audience is probably craving you just don't know (laughs) it yet because you're not creating it so at least test it out see what happens
0: absolutely well where can we go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world
1: you can go to com. You can find out everything there, all the platforms I'm on and also, um, anything that I've got going on with different offers.
0: Um, everything's on my website. And Vicki O'Neill does not have an E in Vicky. No, it's V I C
1: K I O N E I L L. I was going to say Dot double L. Com. Just like, yeah. <laughs> T I double G It's O N E I double L. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Well, Vicki, thank you so much for being on the show. It was an honor being on your Connect the Dots podcast just a couple days ago, which is all about me. If you want to check that out, the link will be in the app in the show notes. And thank you for being here talking about video marketing. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Mark. It's an honor to be here on your podcast as well. And thank you so much for having me as a guest.
0: And before we go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. I know that there is an endless stream of options for you in this day and age